Okay, you ready to start this show? Uh, your host of the evening is a really funny dude. Um, I forgot his last name, but I've seen him before and he's really funny. Uh, give it up for Mike. Coming to you live on tape from the lucky 13th floor of a commercial high rise in beautiful Beverly Hills adjacent California. From the studios of Sirius XM West, boasting an obstructed view of the world famous Hollywood sign. This is the Tully Show. I am your host, Mike Tully. Joining me today, a friend, a mentor, and one of the most dangerous comics alive. <laughs> This is what happens when I don't have the intro written That's down. That's fine. <laughs> You're, I'm uh, just blown away at how good your intros are just off the cuff. I thought that was pre... I wasn't paying attention. Was I'm like, hearing oh. a lot of that. See, you accuse me of being, quite rightly, of being too robotic when I do uh, stand-up. Yeah. But I'm a robot in all facets. Yeah, of and that is fucking kill. <laughs> you kill. You do great on stage. Oh, please, Stan. But like when I'm sitting with you, yeah. with me, you, Alice on the show, mm-hmm. like your riffing is yeah. amazing. I'd like to see more of that on stage, and I know you're not- As would I. Maybe you're not at that moment yet, but that's something I would like to see. Me too. Um, I would really, really Hashtag. like to get there, and I think um, it's just, I need the reps. That's really what it is. Because, you know, I get up, say I'm at best once a week, and I, it's just, it's just no, imagine if, imagine being a, a professional fighter who trained- at most <laughs> once a week. It's just no way to live. I'm an unarmed man up there. Thank you for, uh, it was a highlight of my year being on the, the which, I mean, I had a child this year and bought a home. <laughs> and bought a home but you know what I mean. Uh, being Top on, three. On the main, no, it was number one. Being on the main <laughs> stage at the comedy store. And the thing, the thing is, I know that I, at least what I'm doing now, I am like a second year NFL quarterback. Okay. Here's what I can do at least, even under high pressure situations, I'm checking down. I'm at least up there going, if I do this and this happens, I'll do this. But if they do that, I can probably go here. And in the pinch, I can pull that thing in there. I actually had maybe like two improvised tags. Not especially funny ones. Right. But like baby steps. Well, it's not, it's not quite as, it's not nearly as rehearsed as it would have been a year ago. And can I tell you another thing about that I, I think people talk, I've met a lot of people in stand up who say that I did it the first time and I got the bug. And I never, I've not felt that way. I don't feel like I've had the bug. I think I've looked at it more as a puzzle that I know deep down I can solve. Yeah. And it frustrates me when I try the Rubik's Cube and I can't make it okay. work. Okay. I think I might have finally got the bug. You got the bug after that night on that I, big stage? I think I might have, yeah. That's a that's an interesting room because you'd follow two fire shows of just like a, a, a like a Mount Rushmore of comedy. Yes. Uh, then you followed uh, Kate Quigley, George Perez, who are awesome. Yes, they and are. And you closed out an insane night for a, a show, Comedy Chaos, that is, you know, I mean- I got off stage. I'm going to brag here only because I'm trying to say, like, what an amazing night it was. But, you know, when the staff gets up, you know, the show's over, staff pulls me aside and they thank me and tell me that's the best show there from the people there every night. That's the best show there. And they're thankful because, you know, just how I treat them and how they're, you know, anyways. But, like, to close that out is, like... It's really amazing, and it was like fun to watch you do it. You did great. It is a big room, mm-hmm. and at that moment, you are in deep space. I just feel like deep 
deep space. Do you know what made it hard? I don't want to belabor my nonsense, but um, it was this accordion thing of when you said, do you want to close comedy chaos? I'm like, yes, big room. You're going to do the big room. You know, like 80% of the Rogan people will still be there. People yeah. are going to get their check after the big dogs, yeah. but they can't leave that fast. Yeah. It takes a minute to get everybody's check. 80% of 400 people. This is a big room. Okay, got it. I didn't know you'd gone to two shows a week. So when I go, what time do I need to be there? And you're like, I don't know, 1230. I go, Oh, okay. And and I was so stressed until I got that text from you, and then I fucking slept like a baby. I wasn't yeah. worried at all. And then I show up at the venue, and there's for the 10.30 show, there's a line around the fucking door. Okay, we're back to the big room. Yeah. Okay, you were ready yeah. for this. You know, yeah. this is great. And then and people stuck around. I thought after Rogan, you'd start to see the trickle. It's after midnight. Some people have jobs. No. Yeah. And then uh, Brian Callen and Chris D'Elia did their thing, which was amazing. I was yeah. really impressed. They, they're they doing this thing where they riff with each other, but it goes on. It went on. And then when that is done, yeah. people quite rightly go, I've seen everything. I've seen, I've seen my heroes. I've seen Time all my heroes, home. and I just saw a really authentic thing that wasn't material. Those guys were riffing that was spontaneous. They that do was- it all the time now. It's their yeah. version of bumping mics. Right. So I got my satisfaction and then it went back down, and so, I, and so I, uh, again, there's still about a hundred people in there. I think when you got on, yeah, stage. it's probably about a hundred. Probably about a hundred. It's still a good amount. I felt I felt good about it, but that, um, Merry Christmas to you. It's been a good 2018 for you, hasn't it? You know, I was talking to everybody's like, I, you know, I'm I'm older than you and been in this thing a little while, and you always go, "This is the year it starts happening." Mm-hmm. I'm going to hit. I've been saying that since about 2005, and Nothing, you know. I've had my ups, and my good moments. This is the first year. I'm like, when I look back on the year, I'm like, oh yeah, this is the year that it all kind of worked out, and it all happened. And through the podcast, through the touring, you know, like tomorrow night, I'm I've sold out. Me and Eddie Bravo sold out Zanies like a week and a half before the gig, which is like a big thing. So. Yeah, man, this is the year, though. The comedy chaos is going well. The dojo keeps going along. And, you know, I'm very excited. And then, you know, my God, uh, you know, Armageddon dropped who knows how long ago, ages ago. But it just dropped December 14th. And so zero fucks and Armageddon dropped. And uh, Is that the deal? I'm not entirely clear because it just seems like it's like a Prince album where the name is like a little bit nebulous. Is it Armageddon? Is it zero? So you split it in two. Yes. Yes. Uh, Because everybody's um, there. Their attention spans are nothing. Mm-hmm. So that's all I heard forever. Like, dude, nobody's watching the whole hour. Nobody's watching the whole hour. That's no- a good point. I haven't watched a whole hour of anybody. Even you know? The guy, even the guys I like. So it's like, I assume, I assume John Mulaney turned out great. Yeah. Well, it's also that, you know, I also did feel like it was too different halves like one was observational one was like this is how fucked up my life has been all the crazy shit i can't believe i'm still alive or not in jail so i'm like okay i'm gonna cut it up and just i kept hearing neil brenning talking about how nobody watches the whole hour i'm just gonna do half and i'm like fuck it cut it in half yeah it makes sense to me i was there at the taping um and i but i rewatched it and uh you're a high velocity comic and so there were a couple things that I'm not sure entirely stuck in my brain the first time around. Nikolai Tesla wanted to fuck pigeons. Yeah, he, he was in love with a uh, he he was in love with a pigeon, <laughs> romantically in love with a pigeon. So we're talking about the guy who he invented the radio, and yeah. then what Marconi fucking beat him in a foot race up the stairs to the. 
patent office or something. Well, and- you know, I mean, he supposedly got, they jacked all this shit and he couldn't, that's why half the, he went crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, cause they kept jacking all of his like inventions. What else? Did- like the, uh, the, uh, bankers were just, the Nazis were stealing a lot of his shit. Like, why uh, him? Why did this happen? Why did, because he was like, well, first of all, there's, uh, many, there's, it's, what's very interesting mm-hmm. is that there are people around him that like later on you're like, oh, fuck. Uh, like Trump's uncle supposedly was very, very close with Tesla. And that right before they, the the feds were going to come in after he died and take all the secrets, that he supposedly went in and jacked a bunch of stuff early so they couldn't get a hold of it. Uh, the Nazis were supposedly stealing a lot of his info. Wait, are you saying Trump money came from stolen Tesla secrets? No, I'm saying that thought, is he like his uncle went to, to Yale. Yeah, basically. Uh-huh. Well, you, you hear all the whole... <laughs> now, the joke is... Uh-huh. That Trump has a time machine and that there's all this weird shit about there's a book written called Little Baron Trump. And it basically, and like the kid on the, on the cover looks exactly like Baron Trump to the point they think he has a fidget spinner and he's holding his dog. Wait, is this a joke or is this a conspiracy theory? This is a, this is something that's out there that I don't necessarily take serious, but I think it's pretty funny. Okay, but is there anybody... Yes. Who takes it seriously? There's some people who put it out there, yes. Okay, okay, okay. So keep going. So if you look up Donald Trump, Time Machine, I'm gonna do this. book, uh, there's a couple things. <laughs> I love this. And, uh, you know, it's just like supposedly, look up Lil Baron Trump. It was written in the 1800s. And it's about how he's the son of the last president ever. And then there's the same people wrote another book. That basically is Trump and Trump Towers. Okay, Baron Trump's marvelous underground journey. Yeah, written in the eighteen hundreds, from the eighteen nineties by Ingersoll Lockwood. Yeah, that's a last name. It's I mean a first name. It's probably that's gonna kind of suck in kindergarten class when you got to spell it. I'm saying that's gonna be you're gonna be hearing that at every elite preschool in Santa Monica five years from now. <laughs> they're, they're fucking running out of ideas. Oh, with names? Yeah. Uh, you remember when it was all jokes that black people named their kids weird and yeah. not like white people? I've gone nuts. Nobody can just be a name. Everybody's got to be a fucking Marvel mm. superhero. Yeah, except for the ones who, because I thought I would be original and be like, why don't we just name our kid like- Mary. Ted. Ted. Oh, it's a boy. Or, 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 or Hank. Yeah. No, no, no. It's a girl. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, oh, they're doing that now. That's kind of a thing, too. Oh yeah, my, well, you know what nobody's doing is because there's the right and the wrong kind of basic one syllable name. Nobody is naming their kid like Brian or like Tim. It's yeah, a, it's a it's an air quotes normal name. Yeah, it's a normal name that hasn't belonged to anybody that you've ever actually known who was like under the age of seven. Right. Okay. Ingersoll Lockwood wrote the books Baron Trump's Marvelous Underground Journey and. 1900 or the last president. I'm on Snopes. What do you do? You Don't call go bullshit, Snopes. Do you call bullshit on Snopes? Oh, just across the board. I'm going to do a whole episode of all the times during the 2016 election that Snopes completely gave misinformation. That will be coming out allegedly. Uh, Snopes considers this mostly true. Whoa. So does that make it false? I don't know. Well, you know, bro- broken clocks right twice a day. 
You know, that's the whole thing. Like when somebody's wrong, somebody's going to be right sometime. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even the biggest asshole's going to be right sometime. You know, it's like we hate Hitler, but we do love highways, right? I, I see what you did there. Yeah. Right? Both of the books are archived in the Library of Congress and can be read in full on archive.org. Um, a July 2017 article in Newsweek noted several prescient-seeming connections, such as the novel's Russian setting, a character named Don, and a Fifth Avenue hotel in New York City. I mean, I can't read through all this now, yeah, but, by, but the, by, the, by the third novel, The Last President, things become even more eerily linked to the present day. Um, oh my God, the story begins with a scene from a panicked New York City in early November describing a state of uproar after the election of an enormously opposed outsider candidate. Oh my God, mobs of vast size are organizing under the lead of anarchists and socialists, yada, yada, yada. Um, wow, okay, so yeah, this is yeah. all true. Yeah, 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 it's interesting, right? Well, that's fun. That's a fun one. But I don't want to talk to you about uh, conspiracy theories today. Thank you. I mean, let's just- I could talk anything. Like boners, chicks, broads, <laughs> fighting. Three of those four things are arguably the same thing. <laughs> let's talk boners. I bet at the list you've just given me- Rock hard. I pick boners, man. How's your boner doing? Are we supposed- Because I feel like- Do you feel like you're, uh, you're getting older? All comedy aside, do you feel like you are- Descending into uh, Am I decaying? Yeah Yes Do you? Yes I don't totally feel that way Well I'm I'm a little older than you No you're not How old are you? I'm in my mid 40s No really? Yeah But you were younger than me when I met you Yeah it's weird It's been a hard (laughs) life dude It's been a hard life (laughs) Okay here's what I'm gonna Here's my whole thing Listen This is my whole opinion is this Mm Mm-hmm. I've never felt more alive and better. I like mentally, I feel fucking awesome. Yeah. Spiritually, I feel fucking awesome. You seem spiritually great. Um, I follow you on social media, despite the fact that, as far as I can tell, you've unfollowed me on Twitter for a second what? time. Take a look. No way. I checked Snopes, mostly true. <laughs> <laughs> what? But you keep on posting this motivational stuff, and when people post positive motivational stuff it either means they're in a really good place or in a fucking Tell you, i don't know why i wasn't I on it it's so fucking hey, weird hey i would I, never un- most of the time I, most my, most of the, me go bud most of the time i don't take it personally <laughs> i wouldn't either but mo- um it, when people are posting really positive stuff on social media it means they're either in a really good place or in a really horrible place and i don't think you're losing your mind i just think you're in a really really good place where you feel good about yourself and when you feel good about yourself it's way easier to feel really good Without reservation about things other people are doing. Yeah, well. for sure. Yeah. I mean, like a long time ago, I never really got into, oh, they're getting theirs. I got to get mine. Mm-hmm. See, long time ago. But I am, you know, I can get very lost in the fact that my friends are all the Mount Rushmore of what I do. Like friends, good friends. Like Absolutely. Call up, hey, how's going, friends? And they're the Mount Rushmore. That can, that, that can get to you. Of course. Because you're like, why not me? Or you just realize that like as you're staring at them, a bunch of people are in the back of you staring at you, and you're doing f- fine. I learned this dropping shrooms at K-Rock's Almost Acoustic Christmas. So much listening, wisdom to be taken from listening that Listening to 30 Seconds from Mars, crush it. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm right where I need to be. I'm fine with it. And- once I got to that, it just kind of, you know, you get out of your own way. 
instead of forcing shit to happen, you let shit happen, and it's worked out. So the drop, to do the special at the Viper Room that dropped a long time ago, December 14th. With the legendary Wayne Isham directing. Legendary Wayne Isham in the Viper Room. I mean, those are all the things that kind of want to, and it all worked out perfectly. So it's like, if you just stop worrying about what don't you have and yeah. just be happy with what you got. It's amazing how your 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 view your your perspective in life changes. I keep feeling bad that I barged into your little private inner sanctum downstairs before you did the show, which I'm going to guess you don't even remember me doing. No. Oh, with your with your with your woman? Yeah. No, because it's fine. I felt like well, but it wasn't what you thought it was. I wouldn't want you to think that I would think that you and I are. I mean, you don't even follow me on Twitter. We're obviously not that close. You're so ridiculous. That, that it would be like, well, I'm, you you know, almost everybody in the crowd has some connection to you, but I'm the guy who just let me in. Sam wants to see me before no, he does a special. My great. wife was no, my wife was eight months pregnant and needed to pee. No, it's, and all I was thinking is, hey, there's a bathroom downstairs. Yeah, Let's just go. Be. The only reason I barged in there is because I knew there was a bathroom down there. That's fine. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with it. Okay, I just I, I would feel, love for you to come and hang out. Okay, I just want. I still like thinking about I, shit. I wanted to put that on the record. Okay, so I don't want to talk to you about um, conspiracy. Oh, and by the way, you mentioned uh, my my T-shirt. Congratulations, you are the first person who has correctly identified my OTB off track betting. Uh, you, yeah, you like the? Are you big no. off? My grandfather used to love it. Yeah, I think everybody's everybody had at least one uncle who went. They would down just the train go bet the way. horses all the time. I used to go. I have an uncle, um, dearly departed, who we would go to the Meadowlands racetrack, which I grew up right next to. For Christmas, we would walk in and put twenty bucks on one of the machines, and it would spit out a twenty dollar credit, and we would put that in a card and give that to Uncle Bob as a Christmas gift. Uh, that's a- <laughs> feeding the addict, dude. <laughs> yeah, feeding yeah, yeah. that. Here's a little rock. No, I started thinking about OTP the other day. It doesn't exist anymore. They got rid of them? So, yeah. Horse racing's dying. I don't well, know yeah. why. Sport but, of Kings, but you know. Well, because there's just so many more avenues to bet now. You know, you don't even have to leave your house to make a bet. Yeah, you don't need to be constantly um, at risk of getting a blowjob from a guy who, like, emanates cigarettes from the depths of his core. Yeah, I don't know. You went, weirder things happened to you when you went to the fucking track than happened to me. Nobody OTB was... I'm talking about. When you walk around Manhattan, you didn't need to look and see what business you were at when you, it's like how 7-Eleven is like the one place in Los Angeles that clearly has like a don't ask, don't tell thing with homeless people. Oh, what do you mean? Well, they can just all go there. And hang out. And nobody, I'm sure homeless people have tried going other places to hang out and those businesses boot them. And there's just something about, and you can say, well, it's because, you know, they're franchises and that people don't really own them. But I don't see that many homeless people hanging outside of McDonald's or yeah. Subway or yeah. Starbucks. It's just 7-Eleven. I love the ones where they play um, classical music outside the 7-Eleven as homeless repellent. Yeah. <laughs> What I can't believe about homeless people—it doesn't seem to be working. I think they all just... find boom boxes. Where are they getting these fucking boom boxes? You have way better homeless people in your area than oh, I do. Oh, dude, my area, dude. It's like homeless are just like I. I have a lot of empathy for them. Like, yeah, of course, through my fucking drug problem. But by the dojo or the uh, Sycamore Tavern, dude. Oh, that's straight different. up. Yeah, Christmas, like Christmas trees set up, and you're just like. Fuck, man. You have a terrific line in your special Zero Fucks Given uh, free-range psych ward. Yeah. I mean, that is exactly how you describe that. Because everybody, many neighborhoods in L.A. have lots and lots of homeless people. That's where the, like, 
the most like fabulous, like living out loud. And even the ones who you don't think are like that are like that. I was in in front of the dojo and I had a cigarette and some guy came over and asked me for a cigarette. And I'm like, let me try to find this guy one. And now we're friends because we're cigarette buddies. Oh, yeah, I get which that. Which frees him up to, to, to have like a... I mean, we can talk freely about N-Bomb's conversation, right? I mean, it went there within five seconds. So, But he was a white guy? He was a white guy who was like, can I have a cigarette? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I got this from somebody. I'm sure I can find I'm, You know, I'm trying to be try to be nice. It's such, yeah. a, it's such a bad situation. Yeah. There. I'm, I'm like, not yeah, going to judge you. We are equal. Yeah, let me find you a cigarette. And he's just like, oh, cool. So I was just talking to this. And I mean, boom, get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> They don't play by the rules, dude. <laughs> they don't, that's the one. It's very liberating. Yeah, being an outcast. You know, when you're untouchable. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't want this corporate bullshit of fucking following rules of political correctness. Yeah, it is interesting, dude. Like they've gotten a lot of these people, and uh, hey, man, we got an opportunity. You want to get off the streets? And they're like, Nah, I'm yeah. good. Oh yeah, they no, literally yeah. are camping. Uh, yeah, you can sort of tell the difference we went around on thanksgiving and gave some stuff out with the family and there's definite categories oh for sure there's crazy and then there's disadvantaged and then there's crazy like a fox like i walked up on on a guy full-on like stunt double for tommy chung he was smoking weed when i got there and i gave him food and he's like yeah man sure you know you want some yeah i'll I'll take some food (laughs) and i'm like uh do you want some clothes because they gave us that from the place that we were doing our thing at and he's like uh I could use some long sleeve t-shirts. Do you have long sleeve t-shirts? And I'm like, well, I could dig, I could dig through the bags. And I found one. I found one. And it was the wrong size. It was a Christmas miracle. <laughs> no, it was the wrong size. So, oh, he, so, so he's close. like, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. But thanks for the food, dude. Yeah. Just wants to be there. Yeah. Doesn't want to be a part of the whole law. Uh... Mm-hmm. And he picked the right place. That's the most off the grid of off the grid. Yeah. I just don't know why he hasn't made it to Santa Barbara. Now, things change. I haven't been spent time there. I've really been on the ground there in like 20 years. But that's like, that's in my brain. If the shit hits the fan, don't spend, like if I'm on the East Coast, don't spend your last $500. If I'm here, don't spend Greyhound fare. Right, Because right. if the shit hits the fan, you need to get to Santa Barbara. So let me ask you something. When you say shit hits the fan, mm-hmm. what do you talk about? Like an Armageddon type thing? No, 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 no. I just, just you're out, down and out. Lose the job, lose the loved ones, you know, lose the support of everyone who ever cared for me. Children won't talk to me. Right. You know, by now, ex-wife ignores me okay you know so you wouldn't you go to santa barbara not san diego i feel like san diego is a better gig yeah the food sucks there well i mean and also <laughs> dude if when the aliens attack right there's always an alien attack who ends up saving us it seems to be san diego they never say it's san diego but it seems with all the navy and all that shit yeah, it's like right. the battle for earth happens in Sandoc. that's a, what i think it's a very sunny metropolis right that's a good point yeah that, that's not, where not rihanna very, is she learned dirty. to fucking do a fucking airline tanker and shit like that hey let me ask you about this this is conspiracy adjacent you have to have considered this i don't know anybody who's not a thinking person who hasn't in the last i don't know Two to ten years just considered if the shit really hits the fan and I got to go and I got to take my people with me, I will go to. But I don't know too many people who have actually settled on a real answer. You seem like a guy who would have. There seems to be word that uh, the certain area in Oregon is the best place to go. There's like this one little town that's in this area 
that's so expensive to live there, and nobody knows why. Like celebrities live there, and they say when the shit's a fan, that's okay. where everybody's going to want to be. But is that where you would go? Well, I mean, I was thinking, thinking about, about this you, the your other own, day. Your own, your own survival. Where do you right. go? Well, I was thinking about this the other day. So shit's about to hit the fan. Let's mm-hmm. say zombie apocalypse and all that shit, or whatever. Bu- or whatever. Total collapse of society. Like, I don't think it needs to be that complicated. The one that really kept me up nights was when North Korea was supposedly working on the, what is it, like the sound bomb that they put off in the atmosphere that destroys our electrical grid, and it is unrecoverable. Even if the rest of the first world is like, here, take water that we desperately need. We'll, we'll still give you 20% of what we got. We are fucking cutting to the bone here. Um, it takes nine months to get here. And yeah. by then, fucking anarchy has set in. Yeah. Door-to-door roving gangs. And I'm yes. not a hysterical person, but I do believe in that. Yeah. What do you do? Uh, I, just fucking take it? Yeah. Just I, I mean, I'm almost like, just take me out, dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The kid thing makes that so complicated. Yeah, I get that. It's dark when you start thinking about, you know, like, well, maybe maybe it would be better if, that they, just, is why- if they just weren't around to see this. Well, that is why a lot of people don't like conspiracies. I, I, mm-hmm. A big part of people pushing back hard on conspiracies is that they have kids and they don't want to think about the ramifications of if this is real. So they don't want to believe it at all. So they push hard, like almost to the point where it's like, nah, 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 yeah. nah, nah. Uh, I, I think that's I think that's one of one. the reasons. And you're you're aware of you're aware of of every single one of them. I also think to be charitable to the cause of you and your community, it's also just the thing of there's so many facts flying at me fast and furious anything that i can look at that i can just dismiss out of hand yeah you've done me a great a great sir it's like i'm i'm uh i'm, I'm lucy and ethel on the conveyor belt i'm grabbing as many chocolates as i possibly can for but sure but i cannot pick up every single for one it cannot be done so if you great go analogy did you it. hear that fucking donald trump has a time machine i go no and you go, yeah, a lot of conspiracy. I go, okay, God, okay, I don't even need to think about that. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You just did me a solid. It is clutter. It's yeah, my theory yeah. that everyone's like, oh, people are so dumb now. They're not more dumb than ever. No. They're just inundated with you more useless information. They're way smarter than they used to be. They're way better educated. This is as good as humankind has got. I'm not right. saying as good as we get. As right. good as we have gotten. Fucking wrap your, wrap your right. more intelligent than you realize brain around that. I 100% believe that, dude. Yeah. Like, peasants of the 1500s weren't all rocket scientists. Dumb as shit. They would just occasionally have some dude drive by on a horse yelling the Daily News, yeah. you know? You know what they were experts at? Growing rhubarb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were very- Churning butter they was were like- very single faceted. Yeah, high tech back then. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't have to worry about what, what fucking rapper- it, what what weird rap battles about to go on in Twitter like last night with Drake and yeah. Kanye and then and then when you see Kim Kardashian you're like this is this is just meant to clutter my brain this I, is just meant to clutter the brain and you know what here's a sign that I'm getting old I can't I can't figure out which musicians I'm supposed I don't even know what I'm supposed to know or not know because the line is, you know, with the major labels going away and, you know, like if somebody has blah, 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 number of spins on SoundCloud, does that mean, oh, you don't know so-and-so, like I should be ashamed? Right. Or am I chasing a bunch of people who can just get 10,000 people to tweet about them? I don't even know who I'm supposed to know. I know. That. And they and all have the same name. Yeah, they do. They're all little yeah. or some weird shit. It's a terrible and time to be a, all of a sudden a, Drake's a now man. putting <laughs> hits on people. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, okay. I saw that that it was squashed in a half hour, but it's um, just weird. Mm-hmm. But anyways, 
uh, I don't, I don't, uh, this whole thing I think is just a fucking facade. And they're like, oh, Billboard's top 10. It's like, nobody's buying albums. What are you talking about? Especially that genre of music, which is all kid. I mean, that's like college, like college teenage kids. If there's anyone not buying albums, it's that group. They spin, they, they, they stream everything. So when they're like top, yeah. Billboard top ten, what does that mean? Well, they're just doing the best they can. You know, they're just trying to apply mo- a, a lot of models that got outdated twenty years ago are now falling apart. I was thinking about that just yesterday. With they they put out okay, I'll date. We taped this a while ago. Um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees. Yeah. And I've always considered the Rock Hall a joke because kind of who gets to decide. And but if enough, it's it's like it's very much like our financial system. If everybody believes in it, then it's real, right? You know. And as long as Madonna's like me, I get to be in the Rock Hall. Well, then the Rock Hall is legitimate. It's like right. a self fulfilling prophecy, right. right? But so Janet Jackson's in, and she's all happy. And Madonna's, I don't know, uh, Stevie Nicks is in. Who gives a fuck? But I, Radiohead is in, and that was the first one where I was thinking I could really see somebody. Okay. I'm 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 rambling here, but Rolling Stone was a was at the fucking center of the zeitgeist in the '60s, '70s, right? For sure. By the sure. time the '90s come around, I still think it has enough of. Oh, I know I, it's Suicide Note. I'm I'm Tupac or I'm Kurt Cobain. Oh, I get to be on Rolling Stone. That's cool because I'm close enough to the late '60s, early '70s that I see the prestige involved and now we're another 20 years from that and yeah. i think when kids are like you get to be on the cover of rolling stone they're like nah i'm busy that day and i think the rock hall is going to follow the what radiohead is is on the inductees for for this year and i could see the first this, them being the first ones being like yeah i just don't think we're gonna i don't think we're going to come you know not just like no we're opposed to it or no we're fighting with each other we'll never be on the same stage just like you know what uh, they offered to give us the key to fucking Onyanta too we yeah. didn't show up for that so, uh, and if Radiohead starts that then Lil Pump is not showing up then then, then I, I believe the people who are big now will, will literally won't even acknowledge that it exists they won't acknowledge that rock and roll exists and and, and, and that that fucking abomination will finally be done but the Go only ahead. reason I somewhat may see that not happening is because I am blown away by how many people love their ass kissed. Mm-hmm. It's like to the point where it's like, you're like, don't you know that guy's kissing your ass? They don't know because first of all, most people are as big as people get. They are all insecure. They're so insecure. And that's why ass kissing works because you just got to find that insecure dude who's just like, dude, you're great. He's like, really? Yeah, dude, you're fucking great. You're like, oh, cool. You want to come open for me? Boom, and then you're off. And they don't see it as ass kissing because they're in the storm that is their head. And that so it's like you these things, these these awards, whether it's mm-hmm. the, the Rock Hall or a star, like a star on the Walk of Fame. If there's anything, that just means nothing. Yeah, they're bought and paid for. And you just see the people who go down there and get them. And they're so excited. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? And you're like, oh, because we're so insecure. We need something to tell us that we... And the Rock Hall of Fame is that. The Rock Hall of Fame is nothing until somebody like like uh, uh, Radiohead gets in. And then it's like, whoa, Radiohead's in there. I'm going to go in there. And then everybody starts wanting to go in there. Yeah. Okay, great example is the Naughty Show, right? The old Naughty Show that I, that I used to do. You used to host this show here in, in Hollywood, right? Couldn't get any adult film stars. Somehow, out of nowhere, I get Belladonna to do it. 
Belladonna has such a good time. She tells Jenna Hayes. Jenna Hayes does it. And then I get these like three or four other ones. Tara, uh, Tara Patrick does yep. it. And then all of a sudden it becomes the thing that every adult film star has to do. And I'm getting bombarded by people asking me. The industry is showing up to the show. They're all there. And that's why I think it just becomes something where it's like, it just becomes like, I yeah. don't want this, but I have to show up to it because everybody mm-hmm. else is doing it. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, I mean, con game is short for confidence game. Oh, and, interesting. And, and that's, that's what it is, is you've, you've made a, a confidence game. Once again, like our financial system and the Rock and for Roll sure, Hall of Fame, dude. as long as people believe it, the trick is getting people to believe it. This is very similar to why I will always defend the Kardashians in a limited but very real way. Oh, they don't do anything. All the hack points everybody has, has made about them. Fucking 10 billion people tried to do that exact same thing, and they fucking won. They and did you know it. what? I almost respect it more because it's such a subtle thing. If the game is, let's see which one of us can run real fast and then jump far. Well, the rules of the game are very, very obvious. You know how to practice for that. Right. The fact that they get famous doing absolutely nothing, it's very difficult because they did nothing the exact right way. And everybody else was doing nothing too. And everyone's like, but you're not doing anything. Right. And they did nothing, and people are like, I need more nothing. Yeah. You know, and it's an empire. And, dude, it, it, that's a long game, too, dude. They've been out here forever. No, I, I mean, know. Like, I know. It's I just a long saw, fucking game. I just saw a headline the other day that, you know, oh, their uh, show is under a million viewers. Like, haha, is this the end of the Kardashians? And it's like, you've had a successful TV show for... F- How long have they been on TV? It's a fucking... It's a victory lap. It's every new season they have is just a victory Nothing lap. Nothing lasts forever. Yeah, exactly. If Friends was still on TV, people would have stopped watching it. Yeah, right for sure, dude. It's just people get bored of it, and it'll be that long. Yeah. And just think of all the people that were at E, and they are the last. Yeah, I know. The last to the old school, which was like, we're going to attempt yeah. to be for everybody. Now it's just like gay guy fashion. And it's just boom. Yeah, they I might mean, just that- close the, they might just close up shop when they're done there. Yeah, it's, it's like, like the end of Cheers where it's like, hey, they're looking through, can I come in? No, I'm sorry, the bar's closed. Yeah, it's completely finished. Yeah. It's like how I picture, uh, I, I always wonder what it's like when you work at the, and I know that cigarette companies are, there's like two big companies that own all the different brands, but I would assume that there are like offices for the individual, you know, yeah. Marlboro and Salem are not like right sharing, sharing cubicles. Yeah. Like the ones that are, I don't know, you know, like more yeah. or, or, or Virginia Slims or whatever, where it's like, you just know you're there until your clients, until you kill all your clients. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody has started using your product in three decades. Yeah. And you're just sitting there watching the graph until, you know, like until when do we stop making these? Because we only have 10,000. We haven't killed No, yet. I totally agree on that. Yeah. I totally agree on that. That's going to be like almost like Wheel of Fortune, too. <laughs> like very rarely yeah. do you hear young people going, Wheel of Fortune. It's Not like that's big. another, yeah. like, I mean, that's, what, what, what is Netflix going to do Wheel of Fortune? Uh, no, probably Facebook. Facebook yeah, will take it. Right? Something yeah. like that. It'll go, it'll go to Facebook. I mean, dude, just think about where everything's going to be in five years. I know. It's just going to be chaos. Like, when I do tinfoil hat, the big thing I do about that is like, is this a brand I could do in five years? Is this a brand I could do in 10 years? Can I do this brand when I'm an old man? Mm-hmm. And at, right now, yes. I mean, like, it is a brand that translates over time. Yeah, you know? it's just got legs. 
That's what I think. Cause it's like who you could knows? go. You could go mainstream. I mean, it could, dude. I mean, Alex Jones is fucking is, running around is, yelling at people. He's got a line. Do you, okay, if he if he reaches out, however you reach out to you know Trump's personal assistant and is like, I need, can I get ten? No, minutes? he can get the. Can he get to Donald Trump? Fuck yeah, he can absolutely. He, he does. Can. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Still. Still. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's chaos. That dude. could be you, dude. Yeah. No, I'd never be that guy because I don't like either side. He's he for some reason has gone hard to the right. Yeah, okay, but you don't like either side, but I think that he would probably tell you that. Yeah, his bread is buttered on the right side, and he's he's. I know my podcast yeah. would explode if I went hard to the right or hard to the left. I know. You know, I really want to do a uh, to wrap up that point. If there was an outsider candidate, a la Trump, that you got into, and he got into you because obviously he's an outside the box kind of guy to begin with, then you could be that. He's like the sensitive lizard person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Hey, yeah. dude, I just want to, you know, help me get this word out. I'm changing my brand. Yeah, I want to be a lizard of the people. Yeah, I want to be a lizard <laughs> of the people. I really, 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 really want to do a political show. Um, I have I have the whole thing figured out, and it's just about looking, one episode or no, like a no, podcast, a whole thing. Where I'm it, telling you, dude, mm-hmm. do it, man. This is the first time in a long time, yeah, that people are desperate to hear political talk. They're you're desperate. Right. No, they're desperate. I, I refresh Drudge like an embarrassing CNN, MSNBC, Fox. They have no credibility with anybody. Yeah. They're they're dying to hear somebody that they can trust tell them what the fuck's going on. That's I, kind of my. But that's the problem. Is my idea is one hundred percent middle of the road, and see, it's weird because I I don't I don't know. I would like to think my. Anecdotal evidence suggests to me that like people who are aware of me and listen to this show and stuff like that are not hardcore ideologues of either side. You hear from those people. Yes. I mean, if I what is what is the most recent? I put up a Trump thing that was. I mean, it was just the most innocuous. It was like a it was a softball Jimmy Fallon level joke, and I still like. Wait, somebody said what? Well, yeah. let me fucking tell you about yeah, blah, 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 sure. you know I mean? So those guys are out there, and they even follow me. I don't know what the fuck I have to offer to that guy on either side. I don't know what the fuck For you're getting sure. from this, because you know I fucking hate you. But but they come back. But it's like there. almost Howard Stern's whole thing. It's yeah. like your, 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 your haters are the yeah. ones that make you. It's like, I can't tell you how much I throw an episode up on YouTube, and it is just war in the comment section. Yeah, right. Once in a while, I'll get like, everybody loves it, and I go, that's weird. Yeah. But if you go hard left, hard right on Trump, doesn't matter. You're gonna get you're gonna get people going crazy. But that's passion to me. But I think I I I, I would like to think that there is this massive underserved middle of the road audience, but the cable networks don't seem to think so. You would think somebody would be trying to stake out the vast vast center of all this, and I don't see it. Ah, uh, big. I, I just I, think I just that's like more money there. done. I think that's more done for uh, diabolical reasons uh-huh. to get people to like. To I, did you watch these these hearings without getting into the politics of it? But did you watch the hearings? I heard uh, yesterday. Uh, it was basically. Oh wait, wait, it, which ones for the Clinton Foundation hearings? We no. won't get into the Clintons, but it's like the the D's went all went one way mm. and the R's all went the other way, and it just did not matter what the witnesses were saying. Yeah. Everybody came in with their 
their their their role to play, and they played it. And so goddamn disappointing. It's so fucking. It's just like have a conversation, man. I know, like, I know, I know. And you know what really got me is a while ago now when uh, they had the Oval Office fracas with uh, Pelosi and Trump, and to a less extent uh, Schumer, and to a far even lesser extent Mike Mike Pence, oh. who was Mount Rushmoreing it in the corner. I loved it, <laughs> but. We finally had what what you would want, which is the fucking Tweedledee and Tweedledum having to talk to each other in, yeah. and spar a little yeah. bit. And I hate to be the reflexively fuck America, you know, in other countries, blah, blah, blah. But I did live in England for a while. And when you watch their political process, and I know that they'll shit on it. It's I only, love it. I know that they also consider that a bit of a farce and a bit of a political kabuki in its own right. But- the fucking prime minister goes out there and people ask questions and they actually like they're they're complete paragraph length questions and several paragraph length answers. Yeah. And we finally had the two sides that are constantly talking about each other, talking to each other. And I was like, this is the best you have. You both sound wooden and uh, uh, simple and incompetent. It was just it was just the worst. Yeah. Like morning talk show ever. Like I, I don't think it was. I think you're uh, being very insulting to morning talk radio. Yeah, I, no, not no. Like I mean, like it was like of the se- view. It like was like that seventh stuff. grade debate. It was so bad, yeah. and they're all corrupt, and they're all just playing the same game. I guess, and so. it just sucks, man. Yeah. It just. Well, I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna change that with my political show. So, uh, dude, I, I listen, man. I, I on my one feed, mm-hmm. I've had four shows. Four shows, dude. I had the Naughty Show, then I had me ranting, then I had the International Bad Boys, which was a uh, um, a uh, uh, storytelling show, and then I did Tim Full Hat, and it's the first one to like blow up or at least do really well. Yeah. Um, and because people are hungry for something, the truth they just they know they can't trust. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, look at this. The, again, going to this hearing yesterday, MSNBC, CNN, not mentioning it at all. Like it's not even happening. Yeah. Like to me, that that makes you go, "Hey, what's going on? This is a major event. You're not covering it at all." And that's what. It, and you know, Fox too. I can't stand any of them. Right. So people are dying to hear shit. <laughs> right. 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 Okay. Well, I just got I got to bang out a book real quick. I just met a psychic the other day, and he told me what I already knew, which is that I need to write my book very quickly. What so, book are you writing? Me and Alice are doing another book. About then, what? About the about, show? about him. You know, it's like a another autobiography, like picking up where the last one was. And then I, th- I think I might be done co-writing books. I have so many other fun things to do. Writing books is rewarding when you're. It's a lot like getting in shape for a marathon. It's, it's rewarding at the end, but it's pretty fucking tedious. Yeah. For, for months leading up to it, you Ugh. know. And I just have I've I like I said I got the bug. I got the stand up bug. I apologize. I, I'm I'm constantly picking inside my nostrils. I have. Dude, I think it's tell- like an allergy. Why are you apologizing? Because I had a fucking guest sitting where you're sitting recently who was just unrepentantly picking his nose while he was talking to me and it's uncomfortable it's weird it's weird i just want to address the elephant in the room which is that my uh, my nostrils are itchy so here's this thing i wanted to talk to you about sam tripoli you are now associated because of your um uh breakout hit uh conspiracy theory podcast tinfoil hat associated with ideas that sometimes you consider to be true that mainstream america rejects Right. What I wanted to talk to you about is a bunch of ideas and concepts and so-called facts that are embraced by mainstream America that turn out to be complete bullshit. Okay. Did you know there's no such thing as a sugar rush? I did not know that. Mm-hmm. 
there's no like boom i gotta get going well no like uh people constantly say i've lost my mouse again people constantly say that you know if you give kids sugar well look out maybe this is more of a parent thing. it doesn't happen it is nope sugar does not sugar does not I, I mean sugar translates to energy in like a whole digestion sort of way my my parents were mm. so crazy yeah we would drive it would be a 200 mile drive normally cost most cost Three. We would drive. Excuse me. My brain fart just happened there. Mostly, most normal people, a two hundred mile drive would be like what? Three hours. Three hours, maybe. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. My mom would be like four and a half. Uh huh. She would drive so freaking slow, right? And to make it even worse, they would go pull into a Seven Eleven, grab a six pack of soda of Pepsi and just throw it in the back with me and my brother which is the cl- equivalent of giving like two strippers an eight ball in your back seat and yeah, just yeah, watch yeah. them go honey badger on each other <laughs> yeah <laughs> we, that's caffeine that's a different story caffeine is not a we myth. would just beat the shit out of each other for two four hours yeah and this was in the uh now that I know that you're so much older than me um this 80s. was this was in the uh the seatbelt optional yeah, era. back. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I would just beat the shit out of my brother. Did you know that if you pick up a baby bird and return it to its nest, mom doesn't give a shit. Really? Yeah. Lies. Uh, who would start that lie? <laughs> yeah, dude, you got to keep it now. The mom doesn't want it. Uh huh. Uh, human blood in your body never blue. Never blue? Did you ever hear that your blood is blue? Yeah, because you see veins. Yeah. What is that? That is uh, that is another uh, bodily fluid that Big Pharma doesn't want you to know about. What is that? <laughs> Antifreeze? What is that? <laughs> yes, it is. Did you ever notice how people, very hard to freeze. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, there are not different areas of your tongue dedicated to tasting different flavor sensations. What? Yep. Oh, every part of your tongue. It you just, could take, you could take uh, sweet and sour chicken, and put it anywhere on your tongue, and, it's sweet and, your, and sour. your tongue will get the complete. Like picture. if I put it in the back, it doesn't taste like cookie dough. <laughs> no, no, you're not just gonna take the. Who taste, put these lies the, the, out? The umami elements. You know what I think happens is because uh, I have some family members that are fond of these things. Uh, is, would you say the Asian side? No. There's no old Asian proverbs constantly flying around the Tully house? <laughs> no. No, I don't live like on the set of Kung Fu Panda. Okay. <laughs> Your house doesn't look like a dojo? Uh, All floor mats in case you got to roll right there? Okay. Like samurai swords on the wall? <laughs> okay, you're being very insulting, but okay. about, about half the things you've said are true. Okay. It okay. is pretty low to the ground. I can't get into the whole... I asked you earlier about physical decline. I've just been getting worse and worse. My uh, my my knees and legs are getting very, very rickety, and if I was ever able to truly enjoy a long meal squatting on my knees on a like, pillow on the floor, those days have... Um, I'm that guy. I'm, I'm the guy who goes to the Asian restaurant and asks for a fork. Yeah. Come meal time because everyone will be squat. I'm not, this is not how we have every dinner by any right. stretch. But when it's that time, is that insulting? I'm to the ask guy for in the a chair. Fork? Uh, it just shows that you're like uncultured and uncouth. <laughs> so if I go, but it's, and make- if you can't do it, they don't want you to. It's not like a cool thing to struggle with. It's not insulting. 
It just goes to show chopsticks aren't all that complicated. It just goes to show that you're a fucking rube. But there's a certain style to do it. There's never, nobody ever teaches the children how to use chopsticks. There's not a class. Why doesn't schools do that? You should come to Kung Fu Panda House. I'll go. My children are masters. I'll do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, chameleons don't actually change their color to blend in with their surroundings, Sam Tripoli. What do they do? I don't know. I can't. I don't what know. are those pictures? <laughs> they do. Is it all propaganda? They do change colors. Dude, you are fucking my skull right now. I know. Penguins? Um, they probably made it for life, right? Yeah. Not, not true. Oh, it's all a lie. <laughs> it's all a lie. Yeah. Well, according to BuzzFeed. Who put that out? Chicks? I have read stuff about how a lot of uh, animal researchers used to, basically, they would go out in the field and they would learn, I'm using air quotes, things about animals that reinforce gender stereotypes. And as more and more women went into the field, they would, I'm using air quotes, uncover things that would actually reveal a more complete and less misogynistic picture. I remember reading a thing about, excuse me, uh, horses. Right. And I don't know if this is all horses or a breed of horses or I don't, who cares? It's some kind of wild horse, I think. Right. And they, uh, the researchers had said that the guys have multiple partners and the ladies just kind of like just have the one guy and are willing to put up with his philandering. And they're like, hey, man, we're not, I mean, this is science. We're not trying to. <laughs> You can take from that what hey. you wish to or hey. not. We went into the field scientifically, and this is what we came yes. up with, right? And supposedly some females got into the field and found that um, at night, the mares, that's a thats a female horse, right? Yeah, sure. Would go off under the cover of darkness and find other free-range horse tribes and bang all the dudes there and be back by morning. Listen, let me just tell you something. <laughs> yeah. That happens way more in the human female world than you think, dude. Like, there's this whole notion that guys are the are like just always in heat and are the scumbags and women just no, want no, no. love and Turn, turns out women have a sex drive as well. Oh, they have a sex but dude, just imagine this. If you had the entrance that everybody wanted to get into, mm-hmm. you I could know. have multiple people coming in your door. That just went there's a famous story at the comedy store of this chick, I'm not gonna say her name, but she's a legend and she hooked up with a lot of guys. Uh, so one night she's blowing my good friend Ari Shafir, okay, and Chris, I call him Chris the black manager because his name's Chris and he was the black manager and he was watching it happen on the security camps. Right. So where gets out that everybody watch this chick blow Ari. So everyone's like, what do you, what? Kate, Kate blew Ari last night? He's like, yeah. And everyone's like, when? And people are like, why? He goes, because I hooked up with her, too. And then it turned out there were five guys she hooked up with that night. I was number four, okay? You know how everybody said that during the space race, uh, Sam Tripoli, um, the uh, at Sam Tripoli on all social media. The, T-R-I-P-O-L-I. The uh, Zero Fucks and Armageddon specials available now for your holiday season uh, binge watching at Vimeo, host of the Tinfoil, Pat, tinfoil Hat Podcast. Yeah. Tim Fall Hat Pat, too. We just get like. like, That's our mascot. You can't really tell. Hat Pat. We can't tell if it's a boy or girl talking conspiracies. (laughs) We just enjoy it. 
You know how they said during the space race that uh, the the uh, America spent like seventy billion dollars developing a um, de- developing a space pen that they could use in zero gravity. Meanwhile, the Russians just used pencils. Yeah. Did you ever hear that? Yeah. NASA they had pencils too. Black Ops, dude. Is this your song? It's my song. I made this song. It's great. Thank you. Let's listen to it. <laughs> 